Hey, everyone, this is Alan Schimmel, DevOps.com, and you're listening to another episode of DevOps Chat. Got a great chat lined up today. We're going to be talking a little bit about managing your cloud infrastructure, cost, and, and how much do you really know about or how, how much insight do you really have in, into your cloud infrastructure. Got two great guests lined up to, to join us and help us today. First, I have um, Andy Richmond. Andy is with Park My Cloud. And uh, Andy, welcome to DevOps Chat. Thank you, Alan. Looking forward to this. Okay. And you know what, Andy, before we introduce Samir, why don't you just, for anyone who may not be familiar with uh, Park My Cloud, and why don't you give us a little background on what your role is there? Sure. So I'm a product manager over here at Park My Cloud, and I think about all things uh, automation and uh, saving money in the cloud. Uh, the way we describe it is cost optimization. Uh, we launched the company uh, in September 2015, so we've been around just over a couple of years now. Uh, and we work with all manner of companies from you know, large Fortune 500 type companies right the way through to smaller startups born in the cloud. Uh, and we're helping all of those people uh, effectively manage their infrastructure and get the most bang for the buck out of it. Excellent. Okay, we'll, we'll come back to you in a second, Andy, but first let us introduce Samir Mehera, and I messed that up, Samir, I apologize. Why don't you correct me? It, it's Samir Mehera. Oh, I, I wasn't too bad then. And Samir, why don't you tell us your company and background? Yeah, so I, I'm a director of product management here at Cloud Health Technologies. Cloud Health Technologies is a SaaS platform that provides visibility into all your cloud environments, so customers can you know, really look at areas for optimization, and this could include you know, cost, usage, configuration, security, and performance. And then we also have ways that you can automatically remediate it, remediate some of these um, optimizations with our policy engine. Got it. So, Andy, Samir, not not to boil it down to dollars and cents. But let's boil it down to dollars and cents. Is 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 cost sort of the biggest uh, factor in what companies are looking at in terms of managing their cloud infrastructure? I mean, you guys do similar but different, uh, you know, tasks for for organizations using cloud. What's your opinion? Is cost the number one priority there? Andy, let's go with you first. Sure. So it depends where you are in terms of your uh, company's cloud evolution. So if you're uh, moving from an on-prem data center type operation into the cloud, then no, it probably isn't. You're thinking about migration, getting workloads moved over, you know, getting performance in the cloud. Uh, once you're in the cloud, yeah, obviously you're looking to optimize the uh Performance, you know, you're probably looking to scale up what you're doing there. And again, cost is moving up, but it probably isn't number one or number two. But once you've been in the cloud for a couple of years and, you know, month on month, you've seen those cloud bills climbing, then typically, yeah, it begins to get a lot of attention. And uh, for most of the companies we're working with, they're all different stages, uh, but probably the majority are, uh, are pretty focused. And it probably is in that top three, top five for the uh, for the company. Excellent. Samir, how about you? So I, I look at it in a different way. It depends on what type of company you are. Um, if you're a born in the cloud company, you know, you know about how 
cloud is supposed to be managed, I think cost is not the important thing. It's the efficiency with which you want to execute things and how quickly you want to get up with your production infrastructure or your test dev infrastructure. And really, I think those companies are very apt at managing some of their costs and making sure their cost is optimized because they only have been dealing with OPEX. But when it comes to enterprise companies, I feel some of them, even though they've migrated a bunch to the cloud, they still think of cloud as uh, something which is CapEx. They generally over-provision when they don't need to over-provision. You know, cost is secondary for them too, but they have so much of extra spend in what you call cloud sprawl that they really need somebody to help them visualize it and give them ways to optimize that cost. Yep. So, you know, I always like to say that the the costs are are almost symptomatic of, of something else, though, right? I mean, the, the, especially when we talk about things like cloud, guys. You know, the the costs are relatively set. You can look up on a price chart and see, you know, what a gigabit of storage is, how much you know CPU time cost or, or or what have you. I, I think when we talk about, you know, the cost of cloud and stuff like that, really the underlying thing is a question of control. Do we really have insight into what we're using and how we're using it, right? And because we don't, it translates into a cost we may not understand or expect or even not you know know what the heck's going on but really the underlying issue is is control and more management of of what this is and both of your organizations kind of play a role in that why don't you and and not to not to create a knockdown drag out but can you give me a contrast samir let's say in what your company does versus what andy and the folks over at park my cloud do so I'll start with the fact that, you know, from what we've seen our customers spend, IAS and, you know, virtual machines or EC2 instances are really still the biggest spend. People haven't really transitioned into a lot of PaaS services, though they are, PaaS services definitely are picking up. The, the way we do it is, you know, to help prevent cloud sprawl, we do have a policy engine where, you can set up a policy which tells you if there's an instance that is set, instance that is started that is more expensive than what you want an uh, individual to, to set up. So if they go spin up a really huge instance, you can get alerted. You can actually set up a policy which turns that instance down even before it gets to run. And the other thing is, you know, the way we prevent uh, sprawl also is we give you, a, we again use our policy engine and tell you, you know what, there's somebody who spun up an instance and they haven't tagged those instances. So there's no way to know who's actually spun that instance up. And if you don't know who spun that up, you can actually not go and ask them, why did you spin it up and what's the purpose of, the, of this instance if it is an expensive instance that they've spun up. So we definitely rely on our policy engine a lot on, on making sure we have these governance policies implemented to help prevent cloud sprawl from the beginning. Excellent. Andy, your take on it? Yeah, sure. So we, we do have a slightly different uh, viewpoint on this. So when that cloud bill drops in at the end of the month, typically about 70% of it is being spent on commute. 
on compute, just as Samir said. But if you actually look within that compute, what you'll quickly discover is about half of it is for production systems. These are things that you know typically need to run 24-7. But the other half is your dev, test, QA, data analytics type environments. And there's at least the potential to turn those instances off when they're not being used. And we're really focused on, on that half of the infrastructure. And so what we do is we give, uh, you know, DevOps, IT ops, you know, engineers, uh, an easy way to get those instances turned off. So uh, in a week, there's 168 hours. If you didn't know, that's about 730 hours in a month. Uh, and even if your team's working 60 hours, uh, a week, which is a pretty hard-working team, it still means you can save 65% by just turning things off when they're not being used. And so what we've really focused on is the automation piece of this. So uh, to ensure that uh, when things aren't being used and there's no value being added, they're just simply turned off. And we have uh, in some ways similar kind of policy engines that automate this, but you know, an ability effectively to create a, a simple schedule have it applied across your various different teams and uh, throwing off some pretty significant savings pretty quickly. Got it. So, you know, so automation is something that, you know, in DevOps, we understand very well, right? Um, it, it's it's key to what, you know, a lot of what DevOps is about. And and so the idea of, of you know, turning down, shutting off, closing up unused instances, unused resources, I mean, just it's a no-brainer, you would think, right? But why why do you think more people or more organizations aren't doing that kind of thing? Andy, why don't you go first if you'd like? Oh, sure. Uh, I mean, some of them are doing it, and they're and they're writing their own scripts, uh, but they tend not to do it on a particularly systematic manner. And when you actually talk to people, I spend quite a lot of time talking to our customers. Uh, a lot of it's because, you know, they don't want to take away uh, control from the teams who are out there, you know, delivering code, you know, delivering value to the company. Um, and often they just don't have the insights in terms of how those various, you know, instances, VMs are, are, be, are being utilized. Uh, and it really requires buy-in from the, the teams themselves. And so what we've seen in the companies that are doing this well is that they've got, they, you know, they, they create a lot of buy-in. Um, the thing that people quickly realize is that oftentimes it's not just about stripping costs out and, and, and spending them elsewhere in the enterprise. This is just about efficiency. And uh, that money often will get recycled back into other R&D projects, you know, other things that people want to be doing. So uh, I think the more progressive organizations get it. And then what they're able to do with a tool like ours is to uh, is to do it in a, in a scalable way. So you've got multiple teams, you know, lots of individuals, lots of different workloads. We give them a way to do that very, very quickly, simply. You know, it adds a, a couple of minutes, you know, work uh, to their week, and they can get a schedule in place and uh, reap the benefits. The, the other thing is just also is visibility. And this may be something that Samir can talk about a bit more. Is is once you begin to give back the DevOps teams, you know, the actual visibility on the savings they're getting, you know, it, it becomes a kind of a, somewhat of a self-fulfilling prophecy or, you know, a kind of closed loop. They, they, they see the savings they're getting, they do more of it, they see more savings, they do more of it, that kind of, thing, kind of positive affirmation. So, yeah, I agree. You know, we... Sorry, go ahead, Alan. No, no, I was going to say, Samir, what about you? I'm sorry. Yeah, 
No, that's no, that's fine. So we've seen we use our product, our DevOps engineers within Cloud Health also use Cloud Health to manage the AWS environment that we have for production for our SaaS environment. And the, our DevOps engineer is definitely not a financial person, but like Andy said, when he sees those cost savings, his eyes do light up. He's like, I can really save this much money if I actually right size some of these instances that are being underutilized. And he does redo over the weekends or when we can do right size some of our instances to drop our cost down. So we, we actually use our platform ourselves to do it. And you know, our DevOps engineers are using it. And and we do have plenty of customers doing similar things. And it's not just right-sizing a particular instance, you can also, you know, look at it from uh, an automatic scaling group perspective. You know, you want to right-size the automatic scaling group or the next automatic scaling group that you spin up, you want it to be right-sized because you're going to have a cost savings associated with it. I mean, one of the things, Adam, that's interesting is that people would often quote you the cost of their infrastructure. They'll say, this is an instance that's 25 cents an hour or... 50 cents an hour, something like that. What they haven't done is the mental math. Well, okay, well, what does that mean in a month? And so a 50 yeah. cents an hour instance is actually, you know, $365 a month. Uh, and if you can save, you know, 50, 60% of that, it's a significant amount of money, particularly for customers who have, you know, tens, hundreds, or even thousands of instances. Yeah, I completely agree. I think once you multiply that one instance, which costs 50 cents into 100 and 200, that's where you actually see the huge amount of cost savings that you can have. Excellent. Good. Guys, as, as I think I mentioned to you when we, we got on here, um, time goes really quick. And we, we only have time for another question or two here. And I, I want to focus in on, on a couple of things. Obviously, looking at both of your company services is is a great way to, to get started along this, getting getting a handle on, on what you have in the cloud. But if you had to give, let's say, a top three things that our listeners should do beyond just signing up, signing up with your company is obvious, but top three things together between the two of you, what would they be? Me, you want to go first? Yeah, I would say uh, make sure you have visibility into your spend so that you can make sure that you're not spending where you don't need to spend. Excellent. So cost visibility, sure. Andy, how about you? Yeah, so for us, it's really, you know, focus where the, you know, the largest amount of potential savings are. And based on our experience, that's in your, uh, your non-development work, uh, sorry, your non-production workloads. So I mean, focus on that and then start to look, you know, talk to your QA team, talk to your development team, you know, talk to you know, people running analytics workloads and, and really understand, you know, how many hours a week those instances truly need to be running. I mean, even if you're conservative, I mean, and you only turn things off in the really you know, small hours of the night, the savings really uh, quickly mount up. And then to really start to do it systematically, kind of team by team and rolling it across rather than just more of an ad hoc uh, you know, kind of effort. Yeah, and I can add a third one along with that is uh, you can also do it on your production infrastructure, and there's two ways to really do it. One is, you know, right-size your production infrastructure 
and you can do it during a downtime where you can right size during your downtime, but also look at reservations because reservations is a huge cost saver compared to running on demand. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things that we've recently added to the platform and we're going to be adding a lot more in the next couple of months is uh, bringing in utilization data. So, you know, looking at your, you know, your CPU, your network, your disk uh, usage and, and really using that to drive uh, these changes. Uh, we've recently introduced this uh, kind of simple heat maps where people can come in look at the platform and see, you know, the hours when their instances are actually being used, rather than just asking people if they're using them, you know, what's being used when you can actually see the, uh, you know, the, the actual usage. And post-Christmas, we're going to be moving into the, 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 the right-sizing space in a similar way using similar kinds of metrics. So there's, there's definitely a lot of tools out there that can help you do this in a, in a more informed way. Yep, agreed. Well, guys, we're just about out of time here. Um, Samir, Andy, thanks so much for being our guest on this episode of uh, DevOps Chat. You know what I didn't realize, Andy, for people who want to get more information on ParkMyCloud, is it ParkMyCloud.com? Yep, www.ParkMyCloud.com. Yep, and Samir, URL for your company? Yeah, it's, it's www.CloudHealthDeck.com. So that's CloudHealthDeck, D-E-C-K? Yep, D-E-C-H. Okay, got it. All right, T-E-C-H. We'll put it in the show notes as well in case anyone's not clear. Uh, Andy, Samir, thanks for being our guest. This is Alan Schimmel for DevOps.com, and uh, we'll see you on another DevOps chat very soon, everyone. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.